Hey everybody, hey, it's Danny. Hey guys, it's Drea, and we're back for another episode of Spin the Bottle. We're just two women out here trying to live our best lives, stay hydrated, and keep up with Atlanta. Welcome. <laughs> Yo, is it just me? Or does the world seem to feel a little hectic? My friend, you are not alone. If it isn't the onslaught of news social media, and working to achieve the ever-elusive work-life balance, which I've yet to master, for sure. It's me trying to figure out if my new body wash is drying out my skin. Because All the time. when someone as light as me gets ashy, there's definitely a problem. <laughs> you being ashy? I've been ashy. And That's I'm like, funny. what is going on? Is this I don't believe Organic it. body wash? I don't believe it. Okay. No, no, no. It okay. happened, honey. All right. Well, that, that that's true. There's a lot of stuff in our lives. It's hard to balance sometimes. And you can turn off the news or you can take a social media hiatus. But what do you do with the ever running monologue in your head? What do you do? Um, you don't even want to know what's going on in my head. It's it's a jungle in there. <laughs> but I really do, though. That's the point of this episode. Remember? Self-talk. Ah, Yes. OK, we're doing that today. Well, in that case, everyone, buckle up. We are talking about the voices in our heads. And for me, I try to keep it silent at all times. Just quiet. Drea, you go first. <laughs> I'm at a loss for words. Okay. Don't you worry, D. I got a word for you. You are always coming through. <laughs> Today's word of the day is frenetic. It's an adjective that means fast and energetic in a rather wild and uncontrolled way. For example, her thoughts moved at such a frenetic pace that she struggled to explain how she truly felt. Is that what we're talking about today? That's exactly what we're talking about. I guess it's time to spin the bottle. Drea, are you ready? Let's do it. Okay, so here are the categories for this week. Worst advice. Not everyone is good at giving it and... Listen, hindsight isn't always twenty twenty for everyone. <laughs> Rom-com, you did us wrong. This is where we get to debunk the romantic fallacies that are so pervasive on the very silver screen. <laughs> oh, so silver. It's so silver, girl. Lyrically, though, because sometimes you have no idea what you're singing. You really don't. I, for one, <laughs> never do. That's not in the Bible. The scriptures and sayings that Jesus actually had no part in. Yeah, he, he never said that. Enough already. People, places, and things we humbly suggest would retire permanently. I, we haven't done that one in a long time. All about the Benjamins. What? I feel like this. What you want to do. Want to be ballers, shot callers, brawlers. I feel like we've renamed this money ep- this money spin a bunch of times. But yeah, we whatever. did call it all about the Tubmans. We called it about we a lot of things. Because <laughs> okay. I was really into the Tubman. Um, money lessons that are sometimes learned the hard way true okay let's spin it rom-com you You did did us wrong wrong. okay let's talk about some of the things that show up on rom-coms that don't always work out in real life (laughs) so one of my favorite rom-coms that i used to watch a lot and i don't remember how old i was i feel like i was in high school i had to be in high school when this came out 
Um, what Women Want with Mel Gibson. Ah, I love that movie. It's a good movie, right? It's good. And so it's kind of interesting because he gets to hear what women are really thinking. Yeah. And then he learns that their thinking is somewhat frenetic. And then he learns what people really think about him. And then yeah. he really has no clue about how other... He, he's just not very self-aware. He doesn't have any idea about how others are thinking or feeling. And he meets Helen Hunt, right? Yep. I don't know people, so it's amazing that I know who she is. But Helen Hunt, and she just kind of says what she's thinking all the time. So Yeah, um, she does. Which I thought was just that. She's basically like a boss. She's yes. on top of it. She's brilliant. She was the first person like that. First of all, creative director. That was my first encounter with the idea that someone could be a creative director. And I was like, hmm, interesting. I like it. All right. <laughs> Blazing trails out here. Right, right. So um, so I like that one. And I think, I believe that there is a women's version coming out. How's that going to go? What are these um, dudes out here thinking about? Chicken wings and basketball. Chicken wings and basketball. And guess who's starring in it? Who? Taraji P. Henson. That Ooh. is so... Wait, does this mean it's going to be a bunch of... I don't okay. know if it means it's going to be, be like a bunch a black- of black people. I don't know if it's going to be black cinema. But, okay, listen. So, the original starred Mel Gibson as the confident, chauvinistic male who suddenly acquires the ability to hear what the women around him are really thinking. In the new version, she's a female sports agent who has been constantly boxed out by her male colleagues. When she gains the power to hear their thoughts, she's able to shift the paradigm to her advantage as she races to sign the NBA's next superstar. Okay, so this isn't a... So she rom com at all? Well, I'm pretty like... sure there's gonna be a romantic interest, right? There's I gotta hope so. be. I just hope that the emphasis isn't like, oh, now I can hear what the boys are thinking, so now I can do my job really well. <laughs> Sorry. Well, she's That's gonna beat the... them. She's gonna beat them at her own game. She's being boxed out, which means she's hit a glass ceiling. You know, because of the sexism. Hashtag times up. <laughs> Exactly. And she wants to get ahead. And so they're like, she's not a part of the boys club. So it's not that she could do her job better, but she can make do her job in a more strategic way. Thank you. Okay. Um, Don't hate the player, hate the game. Anyway, what I I loved about this movie, there's a lot of things I loved about the movie. I really loved the girl who was going to kill herself. Yeah, she was going to commit suicide. Yeah. Um, And she just kind of like moused around the whole time and then he saved her life at the end. Yeah. P.S. This is even not even rom-com you did us wrong. I just thought it was funny since we're talking about self-talk. Yeah. That's pretty cool. (laughs) I was like, there's actually a movie like that. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. I just really love that movie and I think I might watch it this weekend. Okay. Mm. Well, I'll watch it with you because the soundtrack's amazing too. It is a good soundtrack. It's a good jazzy soundtrack. It is a good soundtrack. Like literally a jazz. <laughs> I <laughs> Jazz and standards. It's oh, great. it's true. There's some really good Frank Sinatra standards mm-hmm. in there. Yep. It's real. Okay. So more of an internal chatter for you. That was, you know. Yeah. Awesome. I have two. And these are basically like stereotypes of... I would say their characters are stereo stereotypes of characters that are really all over rom-coms and it's like it always works out when this happens or you already uh-huh. know what's going to happen when this character shows up. So the first one, it's funny you were talking about Taraji. The first one is like the woman who has a career but can't do anything else, you know? 
It's just like the woman who's too busy for love because she's an executive. <laughs> well, maybe that's what will happen in this one. You're I don't know. And then she's going to fall in love. But I'm just like, why are why are no characters where the men are too busy to fall in love because they have a day job that they're kicking ass at? You know what I'm saying? But I do think that's men anyway. They don't want to fall in love. That would be their stereotype. What the I'm saying to you is it's always like fall in love. If, if if it's always like the high powered woman who's like climbed the for ranks, sure. but she's just too busy, you know, she's just too busy for love. Yeah. Because she's because of all the working, I guess. I don't know. Because she's, she's working so hard. Because she's working so hard. And then she meets a guy and generally this is going to be a, like a blue collar guy, perhaps like a handyman or a farmer or something like this that's like contradictory to her life. <laughs> Or like the city girl in the country. Anyways, mm-hmm. it's a pervasive, it's a pervasive stereotype that is a little annoying. And second, this is really the rom-com you did us wrong, is what I like to call the mad sprint for love. So this is like when you're at your wits end, you're about to lose the person and you're either like running down the street or running through an airport or like stealing somebody's bike and biking down the street to chase this person down so that they don't leave, right? There's nothing like a little physical action to really express your, how much you love someone. It just wouldn't work out in real life is what I'm saying, guys. Especially not in LA. Don't be stealing nobody's bike. Don't be hijacking any cars. You can only run for so long. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not going to get that person and you can't run through the airport anymore because <laughs> September 11th. So... All the running and the mad dashing, I think... It's gotta stop. It's gotta stop. It's gotta stop. Those are my two rom-com, you did us wrongs. So you got a one, a breakdown, and hopefully um, we'll go see the movie and the actual rom-com, you did us wrong. <laughs> two right. for the price of one! <laughs> Well, guys, we're back here today with the second installment of our How to Get Unstuck series. Last time we spoke about perspective, and today we're covering self-talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, because the battle to get out of your own way and thrive really starts in your mind. And that way, you know, how you think, what you say, what you say and speak to yourself. I'm just thinking about, like, what I say and think to myself when I'm speaking. Gets kind of it gets kind of frenetic in there. It does. You better bring it back. <laughs> That's the stuff that really matters. <laughs> Throughout this conversation, you're going to hear examples of the chatter that swirls through some of our listeners' brains. But before we get started, let's define self-talk for you. Sure. Self-talk is the act or practice of talking to yourself, either out loud like I do, or silently like I do. <laughs> one constant <laughs> internal conversation it's really important to know that self-talk can be positive or negative so today we're going to focus this conversation on the effects of negative self-talk because most of us struggle with that whether we know it or not and what to do about it so let's get in Alrighty, the brain i mean so why do we think self-talk is important Treya? because it is literally happening all the time there's something going on in your brain at all times and if it's bad then you and it really affects your perspective um and also if you're trying to accomplish a task and it's negative it really affects your ability to be effective 
So I feel like one of the reasons we have to talk about self-talk is um, we're our worst critic. Yeah. We're our, we can be one of our most positive motivators, but if you don't know how or have the have been empowered to motivate yourself, then it's just really hard. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think sometimes we don't take enough time to think about what we're actually thinking about, Mm -hmm. whether that be in the back of your mind or right at the front of it. There is always something kind of swirling around in your brain. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for me, sometimes I will hear, you know, hear my inner critic and I just kind of give it credence without necessarily checking it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And also, which is kind of random for me in my head, there is always a song playing in my mind, like no matter what. So it can get a little little wonky in there. Yeah, your brain is like a collection of thoughts that have been swirling around in your head. So thoughts that you've been thinking, images that you've seen, like all your memories, all the things that you're collecting as you move throughout your day, your brain just continually plays that on a constant loop. Um. And if you don't start thinking about what you're saying to yourself. That's right. It can really affect just your trajectory in life. Or even just, I mean, you can make it even as basic as the relationships you have with other people. Yeah. And really, we want to dive into this conversation because if we can master the self-talk and really focus on being proactive about that, there are a lot of ramifications that are very positive um, for you. Some of the biggest criticisms that I hear in my inner voice is you're disproportionate. I'm very critical. A lot of it suffers from body dysmorphia. Uh, the bags under your eyes are too deep. You have a weird shaped head. That criticism and you should be farther. Why aren't you getting the ever elusive it together? That's something else that I hear. You're too dark. Dark is not beautiful. You will never be as pretty as her because she's lighter than you. You have to perform acts or, quote, be good to be accepted or loved by God. Are you really going to meet your goals? Probably not. You're not qualified to teach. What have you really done? You don't have enough credibility. If I could just look like her, then I would be happy. Who am I and why am I doing this? Do I really care? You're not working hard enough. You're not focused enough. You're not driven enough to be successful. So, just to give you guys a little bit of background and science on this, um, self talk. Because <laughs> I, I just it. feel like it should also <laughs> it should like segue into like a new segment. Background. Sorry, on the self talk. <laughs> um, so. Self-talk starts audibly when we're very, very young, well, in our toddler years. And usually this is um, how we teach ourselves to do things. And so when you're a toddler, you may say things to yourself like, oh, we start again or put this there or do that. You know, you walk yourself audibly through certain things as a toddler, Um, really young. And that could be in your mind and then a little older when you're audibly. Um, and it's actually an important part of learning when you're very young. But as we get older, what happens is as a result of all of our experiences and all the things that we go through, the um, just more of the instruction 
type of self-talk changes and it can be really positive or it can be really negative self-talk. And that's kind of how your internal self-talk turns into like a critic. And that's mm-hmm. really what we want to talk about right and now. And what is that influenced by? Like, is your, does your self-talk just one day rise up and say, actually, you suck at coloring inside the lines? Well, I think that it's a, uh, at least based on the article I read, it's like you said, it's a collection of things. So it's our attempts to protect ourselves sometimes mm-hmm. before things happen. Sometimes um, we sabotage ourselves by like saying things which shrink us away from danger, if that makes sense, or doing things that are scary. Mm-hmm. So we will say things like, oh, you can't do that, or oh, that's ridiculous, or whatever. Or sometimes you want to, whether or not we realize it, we want to beat someone to the punch on criticism. So that means if I can shrink or if I can say something like, oh, you idiot, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Like, or oh, you, it precludes us from potentially being exposed to the hurt of having other people saying things, if that makes sense. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? The inner critic likes you to play small on purpose. And to be clear, there is something that you can do about that. But a lot of times those things, we don't think about all of the thoughts that we have during the day and how many times we may say very negative things about ourselves. And just kind of call that like, oh, I'm just being honest with myself or, oh, I'm just, you know. <laughs> but would you honestly say that to a close friend of yours? Never. That's kind of what I've sort of been thinking. If you wouldn't say it to someone who you care about, then don't say it to yourself. It's true. There's a way to give yourself critiques and help you to improve um, where you don't have to trash yourself or break yourself down. That's something I had to learn for sure. Um, for sure. Because I constantly was focusing on the negative until someone told me that I spend so much time focusing on the negative and not on the good at all that I actually have a skewed version of what really happened. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting because I thought, huh, no, I'm focusing on the negative so I don't repeat those mistakes again. But in actuality, like all I think about are the mistakes. I don't even really That's right. understand the full picture, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And there are a few ramifications and, and real effects of not checking your destructive inner critic. And so some of that is it, when you're when you're not kind of checking and being thoughtful about the thoughts that arise um, and you let destructive things, you let yourself think destructively about yourself. Um what it does is it it stops you from stepping out and it makes you more doubtful and it makes you more uncertain. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of scientific studies show that it's a big indicator of also procrastination is like very heavily tied <laughs> to negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. I can um, see that. Depression is tied to negative self-talk. Yeah. And you know, I, it's so interesting. I feel like a lot of who we are as humans is designed so that we all of our reactions and responses to things are designed so that we don't die so that we and i mean i just but make, did you that die just makes sense but did you die though um i think it makes sense because at one point when before you know we are who we are today mm-hmm. um at one point we did have to protect ourselves we did have to uh what's it flee or fight right yes you know how people say you that you there's either the fight or flight mode that you are in well we're all trying to survive and so obviously we've evolved a great deal and we're not necessarily mm-hmm. running for our lives, but we are trying to protect ourselves from hurt. And so 
to tell yourself that you can't try for that new promotion mm-hmm. so that you can affect so that you can preserve your feelings that's a real reaction to fear it is so, and it's a never-ending cycle right because yeah when you want to go for that thing and you don't go for that thing because you don't think you can go for that thing mm-hmm. then you can't have that thing and then you feel worse and it just and keeps then you going. feel worse right it just keeps going because your body only knows what it knows like you only your mind only knows what the information that you've given it to know so if it thinks that because you stand in front of a crowd you might die you might you might fall over and be horribly embarrassed for the rest of your life and never be able to overcome that then you know you're going to continue to think that until something new come, right. until something else comes around that's right so i just feel like i just think that's interesting um i heard an interesting podcast today about self-talk and 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 it's a high performance podcast really for people who play sports or who are just like high achievers um, in life. And one of the things that she said, which I thought was interesting and don't really agree with, is that when negative thoughts come, you shouldn't pay them any mind, but just kind of let them pass. And I just thought, how hard is that for so many people? Mm. You let them pass, you don't give them any credence, um, and you move on to focus on the positive. I was like, I don't, I, it's very hard for me to just let a negative thought pass. No, yeah. Um, I'd agree with that. You know what I mean? I think there has to be a moment when I say, no, that's not true. Like, I have to correct it mm-hmm. almost all the time. Because mm-hmm. I feel like those things, they kind of get, they kind of um, wedge themselves into the crevices of your mind and they continue to pop up. And I don't feel like being passive about it isn't a really great way to approach. I'd agree with, I'd agree with you about yeah. that. And actually, um, some of what I was reading up about was, actually saying kind of the opposite which is like that you have to that you have to take notice of those critical thoughts Mm -hmm. but the best way to kind of combat those things are to separate the thoughts from you Mm. and then talk back to them if that makes sense so kind of you know instead of just oh i'm so this and i'm so that or Mm -hmm. i just can't seem to do anything right well you have to replace it you got to replace it you got to yeah So there's work. You can't just let it roll off your shoulder. It's no, 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 no. I definitely can do. I have everything I need to do the right things. Right. I you know what I mean? And actually, sorry, talking about combating it. There was a study that said a lot of high performance people who have really great mental endurance. Mm -hmm. What they do is they actually talk about themselves in the third person. And there's a whole science to that, really. But what they will say is. Instead of making it a personal like Instead I of saying am, I. Mm-hmm. they say Danielle. They say Drea. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it it allows you to kind of separate yourself a little bit mentally mm-hmm. from being so critical of yourself and kind of treat yourself like you would a friend, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I, there are all these mental studies about just changing your pronouns around a little bit. Yeah. Like, I mean, Danielle I read, can do this. I She's and it sounds crazy. Like, who is that girl? But. Instead of saying I can do this because that's there's still that like ownership and that propensity to have shame and feel nervous when it's you mm-hmm. to kind of flip it and say Danielle can do this. Mm-hmm. Danielle has everything she needs to make a great success of her life or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are pretty, we're, we're kinder to other people. I don't know. What that's We just I would never say to you like Drea so crazy how you can't really seem to get anything done 
(laughs) (laughs) So crazy how you just are awful. Right. All the time. Right. Isn't that nuts? (laughs) Isn't that nuts? You're just not nice. Yeah. Um, What's the worst thing that you've ever said to yourself? The worst thing I've ever said to myself was probably that I was never going to be successful at anything that I was just a complete failure Mm. in life like you're good for nothing basically like what are you here like what are you here for like you're you're not you're not doing anything right you're not doing anything well yeah I definitely have said that to myself before I've also said that I'm just not like I'm never gonna be enough yeah yeah which is hard to take can you imagine I mean I don't say that to myself now I might have feelings like that occasionally but I really work really hard to um to combat that but yeah those are harsh things to say and to have like on repeat yeah can you imagine just having that on repeat or having that feeling just kind of Mm -hmm. inside of you like you are not going to be good enough you are a failure nothing you do is going to measure up like you that's an awful I think if a if a child heard that from their parents one time, that would be hard. Can you imagine like hearing that yeah. from anybody even one time would be enough. But the damage that we do to ourselves, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, by not checking that inner critic is right. it's pretty palpable and it does have ramifications. And so the reason we wanted to talk about that is while we're we're actively working on getting unstuck one of the places we definitely want to place our focus mm-hmm. is on that that track yeah. in our mind that's and just repeating over and over again. Right, because the mind is so powerful because it is at the helm of everything that we do. Um, I think sometimes we get really stuck when, one, we tell ourselves that we're stuck and we have no mm-hmm. way out. So we kind of take the role of the victim. And then when we can't believe that we'll be able to move forward yeah like we just are like yeah but and yeah but and I also have so much to do but you know it's just one of those things that consistently happens when you're feeling um like you can't execute exactly it is important to say that what we're not advocating for is not being self-aware because there are times where you have to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and have a little Tough love conversation with yourself. You know what I mean? Like there are times where you need to look at yourself and say, you know what? And be real honest. It's you. It is you. Right, right. Taking, this is how you. That's called taking ownership. Yes. That is not what we're talking about. Yeah. What we are talking about are the really damaging and inflammatory and just kind of cruel things and beliefs, um, thoughts that we have about ourselves that really have no merit or mm-hmm. no positive outcome. They're not helping you. They're not helping you. They're, They're hurting. Helping. Yeah. They're hurting. Um, so, Drea, what um, what would you say are some healthy ways to combat the inner critic? Welt, obviously, you want to replace your negative self-talk with positive self-talk. And for a lot of people... I don't know if it's a lot of people, but affirmations are hard to maintain, I think. I think (laughs) there are so many people who will be like, oh, I get up in the morning and I say my affirmations 
Um, and I do think that's a solid practice. I yeah. really do. And I've done it before. Um, and if you could just remain consistent, I really feel like including af- affirmations in your life is a good thing. But even more simple than that is when you have a negative thought about yourself is to really figure out what the opposite thought is or what the mm-hmm. positive thought is. Mm-hmm. And that might take you sitting down and writing them out first. That's like a very practical way to kind of address those things. And then when you think those negative thoughts, because they don't just disappear, like don't let them pass freely and float freely about your mind. I would say stop what you're doing for a second and just say no. That's not true. I'm not going to let myself think that. Those are like two practical things that I think work. Yeah. And that are super and are simple to yeah. implement in your life. Um, what I would say is to to just add on to that because you're basically you and I are going to be saying the same thing. But self-compassion is really, really important. Um, giving yourself yourself, yourself. The, giving yourself the same level of compassion that you give to others and understanding, you know, for perfectionists like Drea and I, we both really suffer with perfectionism. Um, it is really about accepting your fallibility and your humanity and just de- being able to develop a non-judgmental stance towards yourself, towards your thoughts, towards your feelings, towards who you are and understanding that you're going to have, you know, missteps and you're going to have failures and you're going to have places where you don't necessarily show up in the best way all the time but understanding that that's okay accepting it giving yourself grace and not brooding about it because I know one of the things that I've struggled with in the past is um I don't know if you ever do this Drea but if you have something where you really drop the ball and it was you know you made a mistake or something wasn't quite right and you just ruminate over it over and over again Mm -hmm. what you would have done differently or sometimes it's conversations that I wish I would have had or you replay and I just have the whole monologue p.s. I really love the word ruminating and I'm glad you used it (laughs) anyway go ahead um so that'll look like what I should have said was and I will have this whole conversation in my head from a past situation that is you know, dead and over. Yeah, it's, I mean, done. it's almost like you're punishing yourself because not just the conversation piece, but the part when you make a mistake and you feel like I should punish myself. Yep. And God knows why you feel that way. But you think that if you do that, once you reach a certain level of, I guess, what? Penance. Like, Pen- it's like yeah. It's like once you reach a certain level, you feel better about yourself, which is. I don't know. Just like like you have to suffer when you're wrong. Right, right. If you don't suffer when you're wrong, then you won't get the message. Which is really an awful way to live, P.S. It is an awful (laughs) way to live. It is an awful way to less. Um, And especially with the past failures, one of the things that I'm focusing on is accepting them and really drawing the lesson from them. So rather than just seeing that as a really shameful time and being proud that I got through it and, and I'm stronger, really like really kind of deconstructing that failure and figuring out like okay where's the lesson here Uh why did I do that or what was going on that made me do that or act that way and how can I make sure that I don't do that I like that you're saying that because it's almost like what I what I was referencing is sort of how to manage the negative self-talk that you 
currently having. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is almost like how to prevent that from even starting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good because there are so many experiences you can have that result in viewing yourself in a negative way. But if you can start to, I mean, and then the other negative thoughts start coming and they start piling on. Yeah. But if you can figure out how to learn from all of it and just like take it as information that you need to process but you don't have to take it on to yourself I think that's huge yeah so yeah ruminating on your mistakes is not going to be um not going to result in positive self-talk it's not it's Um, not but but saying oh here's what I learned for next time will be super helpful it would be super helpful and that's it and that's hard like we're we're talking about it but I mean we're we still struggle with it ourselves absolutely um but I do know that I'm very much, very much aware right now um, of the negative thoughts I have about myself. And I'm very much aware that I don't, I'm not willing to let those affect whatever work that I do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and sort of taking that stance is like, okay, so I'm going to have some bad thoughts. And there's going to be times when I don't feel great. But I'm not really going to let that stop me because feelings pass. That's and right. at the end of the day, most times, most times they're not true. Most times, it's true. <laughs> it's absolutely true. You know, sometimes, like we said, sometimes you do have to look at yourself and say, okay, yeah, that was, I was being lazy. That's not negative self-talk. That's mm-hmm. just like, you didn't have to binge watch Stranger Things. You yeah. You didn't have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to. And so next time, maybe not <laughs> right. the whole season. Maybe not the whole season. Maybe just. Maybe a couple episodes <laughs> here and there. For those of you who like more practical examples of how to do this um i thought it might be cool if we did you and i mm-hmm. um a po- an example of a positive um monologue if that makes sense like okay. so if for instance let's say you and i this is something that both of us do we're preparing for a presentation or something that's like a really big deal at work and we don't necessarily feel like it's going so hot. What's an example of a positive way that you can talk to yourself? Um, and one way that I might, or one thing that I might say to myself is, you are fully capable of completing this project. Mm. It's good. Um, even more practical than that, if I'm feeling overwhelmed by the project because of the sheer size of it, mm-hmm. creating a very detailed plan and doing it in chunks mm-hmm. helps me to feel better. Yeah. And instantly I feel less like I'm a failure. That's great. That's <laughs> because great. I'm like, oh, wait, I can do these five little or these three little steps. <laughs> I can do these three and then I can <laughs> I do, can do these three. three. I'm not awful. Yeah. And what I what I like to do is kind of step outside of it and give myself um, options for areas where things. OK, so for example, I'm better. I'm just going to say it. So for me, it would be something like, Danielle, you're more than capable of handling this project. You've handled many projects before mm-hmm. and where you don't know, you'll ask the questions you need to ask and find out. 
and you'll engage with other people. So like yeah. I kind of set myself up for the for you're not going to know everything and that's okay. And for the places where you do need to learn or you do need to reach out, you're going to do that. But ultimately, you'll figure out a way to get it done. Yeah. You know? That's good. So yeah, that's going to be another focus of ours. <laughs> Working on this self-talk and we really hope that you guys will start to at least in very small measure think about the things you're thinking about and if something is harsh or critical or not constructive or actually deconstructive that you will just kind of arrest those thoughts and really distance yourself from it and speak to yourself in truth and in love with Mm -hmm. compassion because you matter too (laughs) you matter too and i am a firm believer in journaling and spending time to pour into yourself so that you feel more capable throughout the day Mm. um truly truly you can find positive affirmations on youtube you can find them in the googles you can find them everywhere you can write them yourself um even if you're not saying them out loud if you just start to put them into your mind in some way you start to absorb them i think it'll totally change your world you guys, please, if you start to do this and you have some examples, shout us a holler, talk to us, let us know how this works. You flipping self-talk on its head and really focusing on you. You're you worth it. You are so capable. <laughs> you are worth it. And we mean that. I relax and cast aside all mental burdens, allowing God to express to me his perfect love peace and wisdom i now rapidly expand into the divine plan of my life where everything is permanently perfect what you focus on will be magnified magnify your greatness who are you you're a king's kid a lack of uncertainty should never be a reason for a lack of commitment there is nothing more today that you can do that will make god love you any more any less than he already does now god doesn't love like humans You are living the life that you tolerate. So what are you tolerating? Everything takes time. Your time will come. Just be patient. Try your best. Try not to be so hard on yourself. Okay, Drea, it's about that time. You ready? Recent revelation. That felt good today. I think that was pretty. That was a better... I I, I felt like we blended towards the end. Like it really came together kind of well. Drea, what is your recent revelation? Recently, I've realized that I have a small love affair with rice. And... Rice is so good. It is... um, All kinds of rice. Rice is just great. And who decided that rice was the enemy? Is rice not a grain... Is rice not a staple across the lands? Across the world. You know? Who made rice an enemy? Everybody eats rice. Everyone eats rice. And it's cheap. I don't know. I think more people should eat and love rice. That's your recent revelation? That's my recent revelation. (laughs) But the the real recent revelation is um, I am approaching that, I guess, this time in my life where... I think um, I'm really wanting things to be a lot more simple and being okay with that. Yeah. Um, Whether it's work 
or relationships. Just I want to stop rushing through life and wanting to get to the next step yeah. and really enjoying it. I think that's like my the zen factor. Um, just savoring it. It might be my constant awareness of the imminent doom that is upon us all. But I just want to enjoy every You had to bring Eminem Doom. I'm just saying. I think about that. And I know you guys hate it. No. And I will. And I'm going to adjust it. Because it's not. I'm not happy that we're all going to die. I'm just saying like. Well, it just is going to (laughs) happen. You know? Right. But it's more of a. It's more of a. What's the word? It's more of a charge or a call to action to just like get out there and live your life and enjoy it. And if you enjoy your life by simply like spending time with your friends at a dinner table, then that's fine. Or if you want to go climb Mount Everest, that's fine too. But what'd you say? I said, yeah. I thought you were saying, um, I feel, I just want people to enjoy their lives and, like actually um, enjoy them. Yeah. I want to enjoy the mine too. And yeah. I think that it's hard for me because I'm like, you only have, you don't know when you're going to go. So you need to achieve all the things. But I'm just chill right now. And for me, it's like, do we need to achieve all the things or do we need to be at peace and just I guess full of joy and love? It, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It depends on the day. It right depends now, on the day. Right now, I'm very happy just being sort of zen and enjoying my structured life and just chilling on Friday nights with my husband. Like, I'm okay with that right now. But call me in a couple weeks. Could be different, right? Could be totally different. I know. I know. Also, rice is really good. Rice is delicious. Did you ever put sugar on your rice? Okay. So when I was little, you I definitely did? would. That is disgusting. Well, you know there's like rice pudding. And that's I hate what rice that is. pudding. Oh, well, then you're not a real lover of rice, honey. I don't no, know I don't think you can say that. I love rice in all its forms. No, that's not true. Rice no, pudding don't. is good. Do you love Spanish rice? I love Spanish rice. Yeah, that I love a, rice That was pilaf. not a good, that wasn't a good what? comeback at all. <laughs> I love Spanish white rice. Spanish rice is delicious. I love sticky rice. Oh, you're right. I don't love sticky rice. Remember when you See? got that sticky rice and yeah. I was like, what the heck is this gum <laughs> that you have me eating? You're not about that rice Dang, life. Dang, I'm not. Recent revelation. Recent revelation. <laughs> Look at Did you just remix revelation? I remixed it. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Do you have any by per chance? Do you have any recent revelations about Childish Gambino's? Oh video? my gosh. Ugh. Just because I know that it's like in internet world, in internet time, it's old because it happened like three days ago. But there's always something new to discover. You know. I love that don't you love how rich it is i love that song i love well you know that's been my boo thing for some time i think i've said that on the mic openly um but yeah anything every time i watch it there's something different i mean i keep watching it and every time i pick up something different Mm -hmm. um the newest one so initially i know there was a you know for me there was the big uh, glaring for me like violence in America and gun control yeah, and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. this. That was obvious. But that was very obvious. But what I th- also thought was interesting is that in every scene the gun was handed to him. Mm-hmm. Which to me I was like oh wait it's almost like you're 
being more careful with the guns than you are with the people. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Which is a little bit of a different message than like, don't be violent. But it's just like there was a lot of care with the guns. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lots of care with the guns, not so much with the people. So that was like a newer thing. His dancing, just I love it. You I love, love him dancing? in his little I love him in his little dress pants with no shirt on. It's all great. Okay. Um and I obviously, you know, I just feel like it really speaks to the resilience of of black people and I mean, it just made me happy. Mm. What, seeing it. I mean, it's a glaring message, but and PS by the way, it's number 1, which usually like socio-political songs aren't. But um well, have you listened to that song? Just saw that song without the video. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. like it. I still like it. You don't? No, I do. Oh, okay. I do like it. But it's one of those, it's kind of easy to see why it might be sort of popular. But I can't listen to it without thinking of the video. Because exactly. The, because the images were so jarring to me. They were, weren't and they? And then just because so the images were so violent, it was just like, this. we become so insensitive. Um, not insensitive. What's the word? Desensitized. Yeah. To just that violence. I was so shocked when it happened. I was like, yes, I do need a trigger warning because I wasn't ready. Um, but it wasn't really. It wasn't really that awful. It was just like, oh, you know, it wasn't extremely bloody. Is what I'm kind of saying. It wasn't very gory. No. Um, but it was still sort of shocking. Like I don't watch. I just don't watch a lot of like real violence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of police cams, and I've watched a few of those, but those make me so sad. Oh yeah, like in real so, life. In real yeah, life, yeah, yeah. like I can't watch yeah. them. I can watch Dexter all yeah, day. Not real like, life though. But in real life, it just makes me incredibly sad. No, I'm with you. Um, I think what makes me so happy about that, and I know this isn't this isn't new, but I just it's just one of my passions. I just love seeing people do their absolute best and like kill it. It's excellent. And it's I just, excellent. I think that he's just like a ball of creativity. His creativity is next level and right now. Yeah, and it's very inspiring. And it's just that he he has the capacity and the resources to sort of do what he can. And I'm glad that he chose to do something like that. I am too. So, interesting. He's amazing. I wonder who his team is. That's what I always wonder. Ah, Donald Who's Glover. on the team? Well, you know... um, the director of the video is the same one who does Atlanta. Like, I do feel like he definitely has a squad. Mm-hmm. Um, Tribe. Yeah, he does. Listen, we all need one. My recent revelation, short and sweet, and we can wrap this up. Um, I hate incense. Ah, I hate incense. That is not a recent revelation, but did you have to suffer through it? Someone, yes. I was up in the Bay visiting family and friends. Someone got to burning incense, and I was just like, why? What the hell? why 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 like don't say something you're gonna say something ignorant go ahead tell me what it smelled like no it's just i hate it i just hate incense i don't like it it's such a musky musty smell if that makes sense even if it smells good it's heavy it sits on your skin like just and i felt like i smelled my hair it like invades your nostrils yeah i feel like i was definitely judging the people who were burning the incense and i'm like why am i judging these people they just want their house to smell good but also it was she like you know glade makes a lot of like febreze like there's airy candles there's even candles scented candles why incense though it's just so so thick (laughs) 
<laughs> so strong. So strong. I don't like it. I really don't like it. I don't think I could date a man who burned incense. Well. I don't have to worry about that, but. Luckily, you, know. you don't have to, right? Wait, who knows? It's new. Who knows? It is new. It could that be- could be like a gift for you one day. You should oh make that gosh. super clear. Yeah, like under no circumstances. <laughs> is incense ever happening strawberry oh my god it just reminds me of like music festivals or something i don't know it's Mm -hmm. weird yeah anyways patchouli patch oh okay and don't get me started on patchouli this patchouli is gross to me (laughs) the smell of patchouli is so oh man um also okay i'm sorry let me add this too in addition in addition to that recent revelation about also, incense, mm-hmm. natural deodorant. Oh, mm. come on. Don't come for me in my natural deodorant. I'm a, no, I'm not I'm coming not for a you. Sweater. I'm not coming for you. I tried natural deodorant and oh. I'm just like. You feel uncomfortable for no, a little bit. No. You just probably no. don't even smell. You're just very aware that the deodorant is natural. Listen, I'm a fan of natural deodorant. I know. I have a lot of friends who are but fan I of natural deodorant. also don't sweat. And they swear by it. Okay, I but I just feel like it doesn't quite hold the way. I don't know. I don't know. I just maybe it's the brand. It. Maybe it's you know. You gotta and, hold the scent yeah. down. But anything to do with like the Tom's, especially the Tom's natural deodorant or the Tom's Wait. toothpaste, gross. I will say that Jared and I were out of town recently, and I forgot. No, I didn't forget, but I ran out of deodorant, so I was gonna replace my old deodorant, which is the Dove spray that we both love. And I went to Trader Joe's because I was like, why don't I just get some deodorant here? And the guy told me from Trader Joe's is like, I wouldn't get that Tom's brand. See? I don't trust it. I was like, it's not. Dang, TJ. Mm-hmm. Then I, you know, I was like. Good and everyone I've talked to has been like, oh, no, that Tom's natural deodorant is not it's what a you little want. Too it almost makes you worse. It makes you smell worse. My grandpa had a rock. The rock did not work. This was a rock back in the 90s. So the technological advancements. The Tom's rock, rock. It was just like like a a silver. It was like not silver. It was like a clear crystal that he used. It was like a rock of something, and he used it, and it did not work. Yeah, yeah, tricky. Okay, okay. Well, so incense and natural deodorant. Yeah, you're against the natural. No, I'm not against natural deodorant. I just haven't found one that works for me, so I'm just gonna stick with my Dove. Okay. Yeah, that's all. Fair enough. But I'm all for everybody being their best natural self. So live on, everyone. Don't let Danielle influence your self-talk. Don't okay? you do it. Don't let her do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. That's a wrap. Right. Drea, thank you for being an amazing co-host. You're welcome. And we'd also like to thank our mamas. And our engineer. Yes. He's great. He's I've been on his nerves awesome. today, so shout out to him shout out to cousin aka jared johnson aka husband of drea aka singer extraordinaire he's a man of many he's a man of many talents y'all he's got a drill y'all oh my god he's got a drill he can fix things he hangs stuff up he mounts things it's great improvements (laughs) home improvements okay guys johnson's out out